In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. I am free. Thank God. I am free. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, 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 and happy Monday to you. I am so excited, so glad to be back on the air. I love the sound of that guitar (laughs) in our lead-in music. I just love it. I just love it. That's my wonderful husband and companion and friend, Christopher Jones, on the guitar. But um, happy Monday, happy Monday. Glad to be back on the air. I was um, away on business. Let's see. Let's account for the past three or four weeks. I can't... uh, My goodness, I think, I'm not even sure if it's, yeah, three weeks, I think. I was away on business first, and that led into uh, a much, much, much needed vacation. And that is the reason for our encores that have been holding down the fort and keeping, um, keeping the ministry alive. So it is good to be back on the air tonight. Um, hey, Christopher, honey, are you there? Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm wonderful. <laughs> good. You sound wonderful. I... I know that um, you um, had kind of a busy evening, so I didn't get to ask you if you wanted to chime in, but you know you're always welcome to chime in at any point, right? Yes, ma'am. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I'm Um, listening. Okay, cool, cool. Chris and I, people, Chris and I performed our daughter's wedding. That was the business that um, we were uh, away on. As ministers, we were blessed with the um, opportunity to perform our daughter's wedding. And I have to say, even though I'm a little bit biased, 
I can still be objective. It was absolutely beautiful. It was um, everything that uh, she hoped it would be and everything that uh, we wanted it to be. Uh, you know, if you've been listening to me at all, that I am all for marriage. I think marriage is an absolutely wonderful thing. It is, um, well, it doesn't matter what I think, but God instituted it. <laughs> it is something that he instituted, so marriage is a good thing. Um, our daughter and our new son. Hey, we got a new son. I have sons, like, all over the place, thanks to my husband and his um is giving me giving me a son of his first of all uh, I gained a son through my marriage to Chris and then secondly because of him coaching and mentoring um, young men uh, in basketball I've got sons all over the place but our new son and my daughter they wanted the wedding to really and truly be a family affair in every sense of the word, we didn't hire a wedding planner. I know that's kind of like the thing to do on TV. We didn't hire a wedding planner. Um, we didn't hire professionals. Uh, not that we're not professionals. Uh, pat us on the back a little bit there. Uh, she wanted it to be a family affair. And um, that was her heart's desire because of how she grew up and how she really enjoyed the times that we as a family you know, cooked and catered and had food and had people over and had music in the house and we had fellowship and all those things. So she wanted it to be a family affair. And I think the Lord wanted the same thing because um, even with her request, we did try to get uh, some assistance with some of those things, with some portions of the wedding plans. Um, but it just didn't work out that way. So we ended up with it being family, family, coordinating, decorating, um, catering, hosting, you name it. We did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. So family, family, if you happen to be listening to me tonight, the family that uh, supported us and helped us and worked really hard. If you happen to be listening, I know I've already said this to you, but thank you, thank you, thank you. I really, really enjoyed being with my family um, during that time. So now that I'm back and I've had a chance to regroup because I did have to regroup. <laughs> That's where the vacation part came in, y'all. <laughs> I did have to regroup. We had to regroup, and I am just now starting to feel like myself again. So now that I'm back, we've started on um, another venture. Chris and I are laying aside one of the weights in the Bible, there's a scripture that says, lay aside every weight and the sins that so easily beset you and run this race with fear and trembling. Well, one of our weights, you know, and I mean that in a spiritual and a natural sense is battling weight gain. 
you know, over the years, you just start picking up them pounds and it's hard to get rid of them. And I've talked about this a little bit before. And so one of our weights <laughs> is battling weight gain. Um, you know what? And we, but with, with the help of Dr. Peter DeWitt, he is a doctor. He's a, uh, an actual MD, he's a doctor, but he is also a certified holistic health type uh, doctor. I don't know if I'm using the right terminology for that title, but um, he has a diet and it's called the HCG diet program. And we heard about this plan through John Martin, who is the CEO of Toginet Radio. John told us about this program. So Chris and I, you know, I did some research. It was the research. It was in line with some of the research that I was already doing. And um, it just it just sounded good. Uh, I'm very health conscious. And even though I'm a nurse, I really don't like to take medication if I uh, can avoid it. Uh, I prefer more natural means of um, improving my health and, 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 and monitoring, you know, my, my lifestyle changes. So this was just right in line with what I had already been researching. And um, we've only been on it a week, but so far we've had some very good results. Um, it's true to what they have um, said about it in the literature, and we are, you know, just plugging away. We are plugging away at it, and I will keep you posted if you're interested. Dr. DeWitt, he has his own show on Toginet, and I believe it's Monday through Friday that he talks about not only his diet plan but other health issues um, that people have, and ways that he recommends dealing with some of those issues. So I'm already busy. I'm already busy, y'all. I just can't be still, you know. I just have to, I have to be productive and I have to be about business. So that's where we are. That's what we've been doing. I hope you're doing well. I hope life has been good to you. Um, if it has not been, um, listen in. Um, we are going to give you some things to consider and inspire you hopefully uh, to, to have a better life, to hope in Christ, to have faith in Christ, because we are going to continue the discussion that I started in my last live show about abuse, my story, the story of me, is going to continue. I'm going to talk to you about abuse, how ugly it is, how um, serious it is, but I'm also going to tell you how I overcame the trauma from the abuse that happened in my life. So get your tea. I am sipping chamomile tonight. I'm just doing a basic chamomile so that I can relax, even though I tend to get fired up when I talk about these things. I want you to get your tea. 
or your beverage and put your feet up, get comfortable so that you can hear what I have to say. You can take this journey with me as I continue to tell my own story, uh, the story of me. Okay, so we got a break coming up here in a matter of seconds. Woohoo! I did pretty good about being ready for the break on time. <laughs> I'm proud of myself, and I'll be back. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Liberty Christian Center, located in Box Elder, South Dakota. They are a non-denominational, Bible-based, Holy Spirit-led deliverance ministry. Pastor Charles and Romika White, Liberty Christian Center. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Kirk Deswalt and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswald is the creator of the Rockstar System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from their competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDeswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Druggynet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Druggynet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, this is Minister Diane Jones. I am my very special guest tonight. As you know, all of my guests are special, and I am special because I am my host and guest tonight. <laughs> Picking up where I left off, um, how should I start this? Let's see, last show, April 2nd, last live show, I was talking about the sexual abuse, primarily the sexual abuse that happened in my childhood gave you a little history about my background. Um, for the sake of time, I would like to encourage you to listen to last 
last live show if you have not heard that story. Um, it's dated April 2nd. It's the story of me. Um, listen to that show if you have not heard that show. So tonight I'm going to talk about the fact that I was not only sexually abused as a child, I was also severely mentally abused. Um, that included different forms of torture, um, of course, psychological uh, manipulation and um, um, torture. <laughs> that included physical abuse. And a new term that I've um, heard more recently and am comfortable using, spiritual abuse. Spiritual abuse, yes. I believe people can be abused spiritually because um, in the name of religion, people do a lot of things. And in the name of God, people do a lot of things. In the name of Jesus Christ, people do a lot of things that are not in accordance with scripture and for some people that can be enough to um, really damage and warp them for life at one time in my life i was disillusioned and disheartened about my relationship with christ because of false understanding and false expectation and because people in my life who were a part of the church quote unquote, were cruel and mean and um, hurtful to me. So um, thank God over time, though, he helped me to decipher what was according to his word and what was not according to his word and separate their behavior from the truth of, of scripture and um, what Christ is all about. So anyway, um, naming those different categories of abuse, I'm going to jump into my book, The Story of Me, and I'm going to read some of the um, highlights from that book. I think that is easier than me trying to recount. Let's see, I'm going to go to page seven, and I'm going to start towards the end of that page. Okay, and yes, I'm going to start toward the end of that page and say, one night, Daddy came home. He called my brother and me into the living room. Funny, I don't even remember what the living room looked like. He set us down side by side. He proceeded to ask us questions. I think he wanted to know where our mother went. We did not know. As I stated previously, I didn't know exactly when mama left us. One day, she just wasn't there anymore. Well, daddy didn't like that answer. He didn't believe either of us. After all, it was not logical to him or to us that she would simply vanish without saying anything to him or her children. We didn't even know yet that we had been abandoned. Daddy was getting impatient. Out of nowhere, 
he produced a small handgun. It was black and it was shiny. He asked again, where is your mother? We didn't know. So then he asked individually, Diane, where is your mother? I don't know. In an instant, I felt an indescribable pain that shot through my head. It was a quick, forceful blow to my head with the butt of the handgun delivered by daddy. Was this real? The pain was unbelievable. I saw colors, blues, whites, sparkles, and flashes of light all mixed together. I was momentarily stunned. I desperately tried to understand what just happened to me. While I was trying to understand what I was experiencing, Daddy asked my brother the same question. After giving the same answer, he received the same fate, a sudden blow to the head. He cried out in pain. I cried even more. How does one describe and or make sense of something like this? My father repeated this ritual several times. After a while, he realized that we in fact did not know where our mother was. If we had known, we surely would have disclosed that information after such brutal torture. After all, neither my brother nor myself were trained in the art of interrogation or how to resist being broken if interrogated. We were just kids, a brother and a sister, without a mother, without anyone. That is one of the accounts of the abuse that I suffered as a child. That's a mixture of physical and mental abuse. Talk about psychological damage. Thank God um, I never passed out. Uh, I don't remember, I don't believe my brother passed out. But you talk about uh, serious uh, psychological scars from something like that. Um, on this show, we, um, we talk mostly about sexual abuse, but I'm pulling in some of these aspects of my life because often sexual abuse is accompanied by physical abuse, mental abuse, um, in some cases spiritual abuse because in some religions sexual, sexual uh, how should I say, activity is a part of their worship, is a part of how they worship. So I would say that that's spiritual abuse because it's not according to scripture. It's not acceptable according to God. It is not um, scripturally sound. So um, we talk about these things on this show um, to bring awareness 
to the prevalence of abuse. Some of you may have been have been hearing recently about the, the increase and the rise in something called sex trafficking, where people are actually being kidnapped, sold, enslaved into sex rings, organized sex rings that would certainly fall into these categories and they are being psychologically broke down. They are being mentally um, whipped. They are being physically abused to um, keep them there. Some of them are being drugged to keep them there. So um, we talk about these things to increase the awareness to the public of what is truly going on in the world. And I hate to tell you people, this is not anything new. It's new to some of us. It's um, uh, probably more prevalent and increased in the U.S. now than it's ever been. And I do and some other people do attribute that to the increase in sexual promiscuity and immorality in society as a whole because one feeds the other. When you say yes to sexual promiscuity, like um, free sex, sex outside of marriage, also known as fornication, when you say yes to pornography and it is someone's right and people's right to have it all over the internet and have it, um, you know, accessible in people's homes and in stores and yada, 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 all on TV, uh, in your commercials, uh, in your movies, promiscuity, it breeds. I don't care what anybody else tries to tell you. That's only to defend what they want to do. That's only to defend their desire to fulfill their own personal lust for their own personal gain. It's not for the good of society as a whole. Because when you say yes to one, you say yes to sexual abuse. When you say yes to sexual immorality and sexual sin, you say yes bring on the sexual abuse. It goes hand in hand. It's not new. This has been going on since time began, since the fall of man, I should say, since sin came into the earth realm. Um, by the fall of Adam and Eve, this has been going on. But we talk about it so that we can increase the awareness of it and so that we can reach out to those who have been victimized by it and hopefully inspire them and, and let them know that there is hope for a better life. There is hope uh, for recovering and overcoming the, the effects of the trauma of these types of, this type of abuse. That's what our show is about. And we will continue. Um, after another short break to give you some accounts from my own very personal story. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? 
Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Are you ready to get your woo-hoo on? From business and branding to babies, best-selling books, and personal breakthroughs? Then it's time to tune in to Woohoo Radio. Love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. With your host, Lisa Stedman. Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Using her signature blend of inspiration, motivation, and kick-butt action, best-selling author and chief woohoo woman, Lisa Stedman, wants to help you discover the woohoo that only you can do. Lisa will show you how to create your signature woohoo way of love, life, business and the pursuit of happiness without losing yourself. If you're tired of a one-size-fits-all approach to career, relationships, and personal growth, get your weekly woohoo on with Lisa and her rock star guests as they reveal their personal stories of bouncing back from boohoo of rock bottom into the woohoo of love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. Check out her website, lisastedman.com. Join us for Woohoo Radio, love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness and to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls or we can make information available to you via email. Equipping the Saints Ministries is home-based in Maryland. You may write to us at Post Office Box 1616, Clinton, Maryland, 20735, or email us at vir2us1 at verizon.net. Thank God I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. FYI, you can also call us uh, live on the air. We have some call-in numbers, uh, 877-864-4869. If you'd like to call in with a question or a comment, we are available. Um, Tonight we are talking about my story, the story of me. My book was published um, back in, I believe, around 2004, and we are still trying to get it circulated and out there and let people know about um, the horrors of abuse, but also my story is not a story of self-pity. It is a story of victory and offers hope to anyone who has fallen prey to the type of spirit that would try to destroy you. I think my husband said that in the commercial. But anyway, let's go to chapter and page 21. Let's see, would that be chapter? 
Well, it's not chapter 21, but it's page 21. Let's go to page 21. Let's read some more of the accounts from my story. We were somewhere in the house minding our own business. That was what we learned to do when Daddy was drinking. He called my brother and me into the kitchen. This is the same brother. In the kitchen was a place for a washer and a dryer. Well, Daddy instructed us to sit on top of the washer and dryer side by side. He was even so kind as to assist us to get up on top of the washer and dryer. Excuse my twisted humor. I learned long ago to laugh about some of these things. He helped us get up on the washer and dryer and he proceeded to question us again as to the whereabouts of our mother. Yes, you're right. We had been through this before. The last time he used the butt of a pistol to torment us, this time he asked, where is your mother? I said, I didn't know. He aimed the gun at my brother. I began to cry and plead, please, please don't shoot my brother. He said, okay. Then he asked my brother, where is your mother? Daddy, I don't know. He aimed the gun at me. My brother began to cry and to plead for my life. When he aimed the gun at my brother, I pushed it away from his head. When he aimed it at me, my brother did the same. After a few times of this, I began to wonder if he was just enjoying the torture and seeing the terror in our faces. He then told us to go look for her. When he helped us down one by one, and each at separate times, I remember heading toward the dining room. Now the dining room was connected to the kitchen and it opened up into the living room. So I headed toward the dining room and daddy went the other way. He headed toward the living room. As I came around the corner, ha, he said, and aimed the gun at my head. I remember screaming and falling to the ground with my hands over my ears as if to protect me from hearing the gunshot that I just knew was next. It didn't happen. Instead, he just chased me back and forth until he got tired of the game. If this was his idea of a game, we were not laughing. I don't remember when it ended, it just did. We were both still alive. Thank you, God. <laughs> Another very prevalent account and a very <sighs> traumatic account of an event um, in my life. Like I said, people, when you talk about abuse, there's nothing pretty about abuse. 
It is nothing to be taken lightly. It is nothing for someone to tell you to just get over it. I've, I've known Christians who they themselves have experienced different forms of abuse, but they will tell you, and I've heard them say or, or explain that they've told other people that when you come to salvation, God washes all of that away and it's behind you. So just forget about it. Get over it. Well, I do agree that you need to get over it. But I say to you that that is a process and that the Lord is gracious and understanding and he will walk you through that process. Salvation, you may have received salvation. You may received, when you ask Christ to come into your heart, you receive salvation and you receive forgiveness of sins. But he also came to heal and bind up the brokenhearted. And he does that through a process. It is not an instant overnight thing for most people. It is something that he will walk you through, reveal to you, even if some of us don't even know that we were still harboring emotions concerning those events. Because I suppressed my emotions about a lot of those things. I knew that it happened. I didn't suppress the memories, but I suppressed the emotions. And it wasn't until much later in my life that the Lord uh, healed me and, and, and allowed me to, those, those emotions to resurface and for me to actually deal with them. So binding up the brokenhearted, you know, healing the hurting and the wounded person is, is a process and it is something that the Lord adamantly sincerely wants to do in our lives but if you just tell yourself and you let people just tell you just get over it to me that is a sign that they really and truly haven't dealt with the abuse in their own life and they have no compassion or they just really lack understanding about the depths of these kinds of wounds but you know what? The Lord understands. God understands. And he's not cold and callous about it. He cares about every aspect of our lives. He cares about the spiritual, the natural, the um, emotional. There's a scripture that says, I would that you prosper and be in good health even as your soul does prosper. So he cares about our health. He cares about our cycle, social, emotional well-being. He cares. We may not experience, um, how should I say, um, total relief. We will not experience total relief from the hardships of this life. But he cares about it, and he cares about us, and he will walk us through these things so that we can be whole 
in dealing with life's circumstances so that we can be complete and we can and have victory concerning life's hardships so that we don't have to remain in bondage to negative emotions and negative feelings feelings of inadequate inadequacy because of traumas that have happened in our lives let's see let's go to page 25 this um short chapter it's it's really a page but i still classify it as a chapter it's called the scars the scars okay on this particular night daddy called my oldest brother and me downstairs same brother he began the usual interrogation when we did not give the right response he began to beat us with an extension cord over and over came the cord the cord came it hit it hurt the impact would be felt for years to come the scars are yet visible because the cord broke my skin i carried those whip marks everywhere i went they were mostly visible to myself but there were those occasions when someone would notice and ask me how I got them. I cried myself to sleep that night. My wounds were not dressed or cared for. They bled. I cried. I finally slept. There were times when I would go swimming, you know, wear a bathing suit or shorts perhaps, and someone would ask me, oh, what is that? And I would feel the embarrassment and the shame of what had happened to me. Certainly didn't feel that it was anything that I could discuss. So I would just play it off as a child. Um, some sort of a, oh, some sort of a accident. I cut myself something like a lot of people do when they're being abused. Even, even adult women, um, you know, cover it up and protect the abuser because of the shame that they feel or because of the twisted loyalty that they have to the abuser. Um, that's what I did. More after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, abuse, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have loved and been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived abuse, molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may see or find themselves in Diane Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of the story of me online 
at www.authorhouse.com or any of the major bookstores. Why do I feel so lousy? Why are my medications working? Why can't my doctor figure me out? These are just a few of the questions Dr. Kevin Connors will be exploring in Dr. Kevin Connors Live on Toginet.com. The author of the book, Help, My Body is Killing Me, solving the connections of autoimmune disease to thyroid problems, fibromyalgia, depression, ADD, ADHD, and more. He'll dig into these and many other conditions to dissect the mechanisms of your problems. Giving God the glory and looking for answers to make you look and feel better, to make you feel whole again. For more on him, his book, and the show, check out UpperRoomWellness.com. Never be satisfied with a diagnosis. There is always a reason behind it. And if you can alter the mechanisms that led you down your current path, we can change your future. It's Dr. Kevin Connors, live here on Togginet.com. Thank God I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day, not just by rapists, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Tonight, I am talking about abuse of several different kinds, mental abuse, sexual abuse, physical, spiritual abuse. Um, I'm sharing portions of my own very personal story from my book, The Story of Me. I'm going to continue um, reading from page 33. And it, uh, this chapter is called The Shelter. better make mark my place okay um here we go somehow things progressed until we ended up in a children's shelter the first time we went it was for a few days daddy went to jail but he got out and he came to get us we were not happy to see him the next time he must have done something worse because they put us in the shelter and we stayed for a longer period. Believe it or not, I believe this was the beginning of the hand of God intervening in our messed up situation. The shelter was actually a place of refuge. We each had our own bed. There were girls rooms and boys rooms. We made friends. We ate good food, 
That was the first time I had fried liver. <laughs> and I actually liked it too, y'all. <laughs> we made friends. We ate good food. Oh, I read that already. Um, that was the first time I had fried liver. It was sautéed in onions. It wasn't bad. I actually liked it. The people were actually nice to us. We went on outings. We played pool. We listened to music. I don't want to paint the picture that all was well and that the pain was over, but it was better than being at home. When I said we made friends, I should have said some of us made friends. I don't remember having any particular friends. I kept to myself a lot. Um, there were uh, one or two people that I, that I did uh, somewhat associate with. Um, but, you know, given my history, I was somewhat um, shy and quiet and introverted. So I kept to myself a lot. Now, some of my other siblings, on the other hand, um, made some good friends <laughs> and had some more exciting adventures uh, than I did. But anyway, that's um, a little bit about the shelter. Um, so this is what abuse leads to. Abuse in the home. You know, it... It destroys the home. It, it destroys the very uh, fabric of the home. It destroys the very core of a family. It rips it to shreds. We ended up being pulled out of our home, placed in a shelter. And uh, if you get my book, you can uh, continue to follow that, that, that it didn't stop there. It didn't stop there. Things still went from bad to worse than that. Um, but thank God that there was a shelter. Thank God for me that there was, there was a shelter, that there were those times of relief. Um, and that's why I say I believe this was the beginning of the hand of God intervening into our situation because only he knows what, it, what may have happened if we would have continued to stay in that lethal situation. I could have ended up dead for all I know. I could have, one of us could have ended up dead. Um, you know, guns being pointed at you, being pistol whipped, um, being tortured, um, being physically, sexually abused. Um, who only God knows because it happens. It happens to other people and they don't come away um, alive. It's happening now as we're speaking. This someone is living through this nightmare. And it's so important to me to let people know that salvation is not only about um, how do I say it's not only about um, repentance and and being freed from sin and the impact of sin and 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 giving you the opportunity to have everlasting life um, that is full of pleasure and 
joy and peace and, um, you know, all sorts of wonderful things. But salvation is also about being freed from our emotional scars, you know, from our emotional uh, wounds. Uh, it is also about making healing available to the believer. There's a scripture that says that by his stripes, we are healed. The stripes that Christ took and endured when he went to Calvary, when he um, was tried and convicted falsely of blasphemy and the other trumped up charges that um, the um, religious rulers of his day, the Pharisees and the elect leaders um, conspired against him and he and he willfully accepted that sentence and went to the cross and bore the stripes of the abuse he bore the abuse he was scourged the bible says he was scourged throughout the night so he was whipped and beaten mercilessly for our bruises. What kind of bruises? Our physical bruises, our emotional bruises for our sins. The scripture says the chastisement of our peace was upon him. He was chastised so that we could have peace. He walked through that. He lived through that nightmare so that he could offer us freedom from the same thing that he was delivered from so that he can say, I understand your pain. I understand your suffering. He is not a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. The scripture says, but in all ways he was tempted like we are. So what does that mean? He knows what it's like to be abused. He knows what it's like to be abandoned. He knows what it's like to be betrayed. He knows what it's like to be lied on. You know, he knows what it's like to feel um, despair, physical pain, agony. He endured all of that. And there is no other religious leader or figure that can say they endured all of that for mankind so that they could deliver mankind of those issues so that they could deliver mankind of those the bondage of those struggles so I can say that he has done that for me that he bore my stripes, he bore my pain, he bore my suffering, he understood my condition. Um, it wasn't an easy road getting to this place in my life, getting to the place where I totally surrendered to him. I was a Christian for many years before I hit rock bottom, before the bottom fell out of my life because I finally couldn't deal with the emotional scars and wounds that I had, that I had buried. I finally hit rock bottom. 
I couldn't cope anymore. I couldn't go on pretending like those things had not happened. And I came to the end of myself after years of coping and surviving the best way I knew how. I became suicidal during that time. I wanted life to end because life was cruel. Life is cruel. There's a, there is much, much cruel and agony in life as we know it in this world. Because of sin, because we have an adversary known as Satan, who the scripture says is seeking those that he may devour, using wicked people to accomplish his will. Life is rough. I want it out. But God intervened in my situation. He interrupted me. He didn't allow me to take my own life. He supernaturally intervened. And through a series of events, you have to get the book to get the whole picture. Um, through a series of events, he healed my heart. He brought love into my life. And I am here today. I am here tonight. I am here week after week after week to tell you about what he's done for me, to share with you the wonderful, great and marvelous things that he's done for me and to let you know that he can do the same thing for you. Just ask him to come into your heart. Repent of your, of your own sins. Repent of trying to live life without him. Repent of trying to do things your own way, thinking that you're strong enough, thinking that you're good enough, thinking that you don't need him. Begin to seek him, and he will answer. He will answer. Till next week. Good night. Thank you.